Who cleared the interviews? Agent Rowan. Hmm. Initiative. She knows we're limited in manpower and leveraged her team. That was a good call. Again, they are one of our best teams. Right. He conducted solid interviews. Uh, can we bring these interviewees in and wipe them? They haven't done anything wrong yet. They're unnatural clones and they don't belong here. Do you remember what happened with Operation Somersault and Operation Bad Trumpet? You know, civil rights violations and all of that? Hmm. You know I'm right. Okay. Let's look at the new recruit's first solo file. Ross? Yeah, that's the one. They're showing promise. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. Ross, you make it home quickly. You broke a few speeding laws as you pull into your complex. You don't see the thing anymore. You only saw that one brief moment when you were in town. Ross is definitely kind of being careful about mirrors and reflections on his way back up to uh, his apartment. And when Ross gets there, they will shut the door and probably not use the just kind of be very careful about mirrors in the bathroom and the kitchen and eventually just quickly retire to their room. It's hard to sleep, but with the Benadryl in your system, you're able to pass out around one o'clock in the morning. So not too, too bad. The next morning you hear Baz, you know, shuffling around in the other room and uh, the smell of his normal half a dozen eggs cooking for breakfast does kind of wake you up. Uh, Ross will get up and kind of wander out towards the kitchen. Morning, Baz. Morning. You see, he's standing there in his shirtless and just in basketball shorts that have some Thai writing on it from the last time that he spent in Thailand at a kickboxing camp. Hey, you want breakfast? I'm making eggs. I would love breakfast. Uh, I got in late night last night. Had an event up near Woodlands uh, for work last night. So, Oh, that's a nice part of town. Yeah, it was nice. Met one that newly elected um, assemblyman, Noble Carpico. I don't know if you're familiar. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean it's local California politics. No one really pays attention unless it's unless you're trying to. Yeah, not not it. Uh, you want them? You want them uh, fried over easy, over hard, scrambled? Uh, let's just do over easy. Sounds good. He whips up some food for you and uh, puts it out for you to to snack on. It's tasty. They're cooked properly. Nothing special on with your eggs. After getting a breakfast in, we'll eventually head into work probably around nine, like pretty close to nine, and kind of just in meetings, has kind of meetings scheduled all morning and then working on briefs in the afternoon and other documents. And probably around three o'clock, they will reread the email from Jalen about the meeting with Alexia. 
The meeting is going to be in Granite Bay. So it's not too far away, just outside the city, north, maybe a half an hour with some bad traffic. Is there anything, any other details about, I know that he said to bring the pin, anything else specific like that I would need to know? There is, in, in quotes, it says PW, quote, golden buttons, end quote. So Ross is kind of thinking like speakeasy. Is it at like a bar, like a speakeasy or where is it? It is part of the business section in Granite Bay, but there is no storefront. It looks like if you when you pull it up on Google Maps, it just looks like a door on the side of a building. There's businesses on either side. Looks like there's an ice cream shop on one side and a florist on the other. Speakeasy is the right feel for it. Yeah. So Ross will eventually wrap up at, at work, probably just go directly towards Granite Bay and take off his suit jacket and just like a button up shirt and slacks uh, and head towards the address I was told to meet. Find parking near where he's supposed to be and walk towards the building. It's off of Douglas Boulevard. This is primarily where most of you know the businesses sit within the town. And you see that it's a strip mall where you're at. When you get to the door, you see that there is a buzzer like a doorbell. And the doorbell looks like the golden button that you have. I will press the button. You hear somebody rap on the door. What's the password? Golden buttons. You hear two deadbolts being undone. And the door opens in. And you see a very stocky man, but he's about 5'6", five, 5'7", five, but he's pretty wide. Rosy cheeks. The guy's skin is fan looks fantastic. A little bit, you know, balding. He has the olive wreath hairstyle going on, even though his face looks younger than his hair would, would betray him. Welcome. Uh, shall I take your coat? Oh, yes. Thank you. And... You see that there's a coat rack and there's a few coats there and um, there's masks like uh, COVID masks, like N95 masks available for you. He points if, you, if you'd like one. They're in cellophane plastic. Looks like they're, they're sealed. Yeah, I'll grab one. I probably won't put it on, but I'll grab one as to have. When you walk into this area, it is brightly lit on the walls to your left and your right. There are photographs of fields of yellow buttoned flowers. And when you pass by the rooms on your right and your left, it goes from photographs to paintings. The painting on your left has a field of flowers, but behind it, it looks like there is a revolutionary war battle being fought. The images of the soldiers in the background are somewhat muted. The obvious object of focus are the flowers. Ross definitely is kind of glancing over all the photos and keeping an eye out for who's... Is it seem like it's very crowded or... Well, right now you don't see anybody else in this hallway. It's just a, just a hallway. In the photos, the photos are just the fields of, of flowers. On the painting to the left is the Revolutionary War painting. On the painting to your right, you see that there is a painting of a guillotine. But the guillotine has these yellow cap flowers all around it, painted on the ground and kind of overgrowing the guillotine. 
there is a door at the end of the hallway that opens up and you see Jalen there. And he looks at you, his eyes grow wide and he smiles. Redacted, you made it. Yay. I did. Thank you for the invite. Come on in. We're about to start. We've got a couple minutes. You look good. Thank you. Your skin looks fantastic too. Uh, thank you. As you walk in, you see that there are chairs set up in oval circle. And in the middle, there is a large conference table. And the conference table has bouquets of these yellow flowers. They're the golden button tansy flowers. Uh, are there any other people in the room or is it just me and Jalen? Right now, you ju- it's just the two of you. So uh, what's what's going on? What's the... I have an idea of what the this is about, but do you want to fill me in? Uh, yeah. So Alexia thinks that you're a good fit for this. And I agree with her. And so have a couple of the other members. We think that you're in a position where you're a young professional and we're always trying to meet new people and advance ourselves. But we also have similar ideas. Right. So, you know... We want to make sure that the ideas that we we want to preserve are going to carry on beyond just us and have our voices heard. And he starts to walk you around the around the inside of the room and you see that there are some photos on the wall. One that you see is a picture of Harvey Milk standing shaking hands with a very tall white woman with platinum blonde hair. She looks a lot like Alexia Preston. But it's not. It might be Lexia's mom or grandmother. Do either of them have pins on? Yes, they do. Both of them? Yes. Go ahead and give me a history roll. Absolutely. That is a 53 out of 30. You recognize a few more pictures of people in the photos. Is it other, like, local historical figures? Not necessarily local, other very progressive historical and political figures. You can't necessarily name a bunch of them, but you're like, oh, hey, I remember that face. That person looks looks familiar. Like I can figure out the pattern of. Yeah. Okay. I don't know exactly who that is, but I have an idea. They're not all queer, but there is a good amount of them that are. There are a lot of folks that are very much bound in the civil rights movements. And most of these photos have people with pins? Yes, everyone has a pin. There are some that are black and white. You can't see the the color of the pin, but it's there. And it ultimately leads to some paintings. And there are some paintings that look like they are older. Some look as though that they are Civil War era. There are some that are Revolutionary War era. There's a couple that that you think are from the French Revolution as well. Wow. And one of the common items that is there is this golden button. I'll look back towards uh, Jalen. So when does this meeting start? Uh, In about three minutes. So we have a couple minutes to talk. I need to know if what you see and what you're imagining is something that you want to know more about. This isn't Something that's going to be like, oh, I say no, and then, you know, we're going to take you out back and put a bullet in your head. No, that's not going to happen. Are you talking about the hound? No. 
There's no dogs here. Right. Of course. I mean, do you think he would want to join? You mean the guy from, from, from Game of Thrones, right? Do you know him? I do not. Is he an ally? I don't know. Oh, well, maybe we could find out. I think he's British. Probably. There's a lot of British people on that show. You were saying... Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, if... Oh, yeah, we got a minute. Um, if you're interested in what you see, you're welcome to join us in the next room. If you do not feel like you, you're comfortable in doing this, you can head out. No questions asked. No word. You can keep the pin. It's a great souvenir. Okay, so I'm gonna you're gonna tell me some information, and then I can make a decision if I want to take the red pill or the blue pill. Well, yeah, I mean that's kind of how it is. Not literally. You hear a handbell ring. He's like, "Well, we got three more rings. On the fourth ring, got to make a decision." Uh, okay. What the what's what's the spiel? I'm gonna kind of sit back. We are trying to advance our philosophies and ideas throughout throughout the world. We have connections pretty much everywhere. Um, we have folks in very high places and folks in low places, and uh, we do not discriminate. And, uh, you know, it's for the betterment of us all. And what is the hierarchy of this group look like? Can't tell you about that one. A bell rings. Okay. Can you tell me about anything that this group has done that I would know about? He points at the French Revolution painting. Really? And he, and he kind of just twists his head a little bit and smiles. We've also helped pass um, some sweeping changes. Some of our fights are, are not fights that we can always win, but we still try to fight and push forward. We've had some resistance lately. A third bell rings. We've got one more. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, let's do it. He pulls a bell out of his own, a tiny bell out of his own pant pocket and rings it. And a door on the far side of the room opens up. You catch a whiff of flowers. In here, there was no smell, but you catch a floral smell from the other room. He walks you toward the door and stands at the door and, and puts his hand out to shake your hand. I'll shake his hand. He grips your hand in a strange way and then shakes it and then steps aside. Beyond, you see that there are about 20 or 30 folks here dressed normally, you know, everyday kind of clothes. So it's not like you're entering into a room where people are robed. But you see that there are folks milling about here, all holding on the rocks glasses. You see Alexia Preston is there. Do I recognize anyone else? You recognize a gentleman named Daniel Hay. He is a fairly prominent LGBTQIA plus activist in uh, Northern California. He's not the person that's on the headlines, but you know that he does a lot of organization for different groups, acts as a mediator between different organizations as well as city governments and state governments as well. He's kind of the man behind the scenes. You're familiar with him just simply because of the culture that you are in, and he doesn't make it a point to hide He's just not always up front. If everyone's just kind of milling about, I will introduce myself to him. He looks at you. Oh, I've, I've heard of you. Really? Yes. You've done some very good work. You work with, you work with Seaberry. Yes. Yes, I do. She's a firecracker. We butted heads uh, some time. We butted heads in the, the, the 70s and 80s. But uh, 
Not in a bad way. Well, sometimes in a sure. bad way. Yeah. Well, it's it's great to meet you. I've uh, admired a lot of the work you've done. Yeah, I've heard I've heard quite a bit about you. So sorry, I'm a little. It's a little, <laughs> little starstruck. I guess that's. Oh, don't don't be. Yeah. Don't be. Don't be. Um, well, we are we are welcoming here. Um, so uh, I I believe Jalen gave you some uh, information. A, a little bit. I'm still a little, little confused, but intrigued. Uh, you 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 still have the opportunity to head out the door and. You know, take a take a flower petal with you. So uh, we uh, we gather every once in a while and discuss ideas of mutual importance. We're trying to make things better. We've got people in of all walks of life here and of all strata of society. Yeah, I can I can kind of gather just from the the photos and a lot of different types of people here. Yeah, the photos are are they're a trip, aren't they? Those are all real? Yeah, those are all real. Wow. Every person out there in those pictures has been a member of, of the Golden Buttons. The Golden Buttons, that's the that's the name of this group? Uh, that's what we're going to call ourselves for now. Okay. The actual name of, of the organization is Congressus Tanisidum Vulgari. I, I understand why you don't call it that. Yeah, Golden Buttons works. All right, uh, so when does this... Uh... This is a meeting? Is When does this all get going? It's already started. We started about 20 minutes ago. We we're waiting on, on bringing you in. And uh, I'm glad you walked over and uh, you initiated conversation. I'm I'm impressed with that. Instead of waiting for someone to come to you, you, you sought out answers. That is exactly what we're looking for. You were recommended by uh, Miss Alexia Preston, and he points at Alexia, who is currently speaking with someone else. Yeah, you, you, you try to fight against oppression. You've met Miss Preston. Uh, yes, I have. Uh, and you've met uh, Mr. Garrard. They've they've both recommended you. Excuse me, I'm getting used to it. Uh, Alexia and and Jalen. One of our goals is to try to refrain from utilizing gendered titles, as things change in our in our society. It's hard. It's hard. I'm an old man, but that's okay. We can all change, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's always appreciated when people use. Uh, gender-neutral language. Language is important because language controls things. You put a name to something, you label it. Yeah. You know flowers have a language of their own? I did not. Might be something you might want to look into. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you some homework. Great. It's okay. If you, uh, if you succeed in your homework, you'll get a benefit. We're going to meet again in two weeks. We meet generally twice a month. You don't have to come to all of them, but I'd really like to see you on the next one. Okay, what's what's the homework? Language of flowers, particularly. And he walks to a table and he pulls out the yellow button flower and hands it to you. Particularly that of the tansy. Uh, okay. And I'll, I guess that's added to the list of things I'm looking into. He walks over to a pitcher and fills his glass, and it's a darker brown liquid, and there are some green leaves muddled into it, um, as well as some green leaves alongside the pitcher. He takes them out with some tweezers, puts them into his drink, and then pours himself. Would you like some? Uh, what is it? Another one of our members was very fond of this drink. As a matter of fact, he crafted it. 
it's quite popular now. You only can have one because we don't want you getting arrested for uh, driving under the influence. Oh, um, I think I'll pass for now. Okay. Sorry, I had a bad experience. Um, uh, actually met Alexia at the burn and had a little bit of a bad experience, a bad trip. Oh, no, no, this, this won't do that. I mean, this is, it's Jack Daniels. Oh, okay, yeah. And that's, I'll, Ross will pour, pour themselves a glass. It, and it is Jack Daniels with a tiny little muddled leaf of tansy in it. Yes, the man liked, liked to uh, enjoy his Jack Daniels with a little bit of the leaf. Um, he was also a member of our, of our group. We've got a long storied history. I, I'm getting that. An African-American fellow and a black woman are talking a bit passionately. And you hear them talking about people being mistreated by the police and others kind of stop and listen and give them the floor. They go on a bit, almost as though that they had started a conversation amongst the two of them, knowing that everyone would stop and listen. There are unwritten rules here that you have yet to really grasp. It sounded as though that they were being combative, but they weren't. They were kind of starting a speech. When they are finished, they both snap their fingers and everyone goes back talking amongst themselves. Gerard makes a motion with his hand and people stop and look at him. And he starts to talk about reproductive rights and talking about the struggles of folks and what's going on politically today and how the tansies are important to that. And they have been since recorded time began. And he asks the question, what are we going to do about it? And he snaps his fingers and people start talking again. Hay is near your shoulder, almost as though that he's mentoring you or watching you. You overhear bits and pieces of the conversations that are going on. It seems as though when someone calls a motion or an item to order, that is the conversation that everyone else has. They seem to be sharing thoughts and ideas freely. While everyone seems to be in the same book, they're not always on the same page. You get some like head nodding and yes, but there's always a conversation going back and forth between everyone. Alexia strides towards you. So, I'm glad you made it. Uh, me too. It's a interesting group of people. I thought you would think so. I know that you... <clears throat> I know that you are much more inclined to making an active change in people's lives were able to do so and put a tansy on the doorstep of those that need it. You feel Hay's presence behind you as he kind of face palms. And Alexia, I'm, I'm sorry. You notice that her voice, the vocal fry is gone. Uh, yeah. So about that book fair. Yes. And she puts her hand on your elbow and walks you to a corner away from folks, but not so far away. When she stands and faces you, you notice that there are a few other folks that are kind of paired off the same way, where they are hyper-present about the people in front of them. And she is doing that to you. Yes, I did purchase a book. How did you know about the book? I... Someone I know was trying to acquire it as well. 
Do you know what's in the book? I do not. I have a... I know very little, I should say. I'm trying to use the book and the knowledge within that book to learn how to control that thing. And Ross will kind of soften their voice. The... the... the hound? We can call it that, yeah. What... what is it? It's something from somewhere else. I know that sounds weird, but it's... but it's something else. It's not from here, and I know you've seen it. Right, but... So this book, you think it has the secret to control it? I think it's going to give me more information on how to. There's, it's one of, it's one of, it's, it's one of many books. It's, it's a foundation. It, it's going to help me understand these things better. So there are other sources like this out there? I think so. There's repositories of knowledge all over. And we just need to know to look look at where. So, why is how is that connected to that drug? It opens your mind. It shows you where this thing came from. There's a few the mirrors. The, the mirrors just let us see where it's coming from. The mirrors just let us see into it. It's like it's like it's a portal to someplace else. Well, how do we stop it? I don't want to stop it. We don't want to stop it. We want to control it. We don't want it to be going wild. Because if it's if it's released, you know, unfettered, then people will use it for the wrong reasons. Oh, right. Well, why can't we just... Is there a way to destroy it or seal it off? No. It's just a matter of putting a leash on it. So what is... Did Spider-J know about the Hound? Yes. What was his intentions? Because the only thing I saw was there were a lot of people died because of this thing. Spider-J was using it for the wrong reasons. I don't know where he's at. I don't... Spider-J's... I thought he was dead. He just disappeared. And then her eyes opened wide and... Did it get to him? I think so. You think so, or you know so? It was, from what I remember, and my memories are a little hazy from that time, um, the hound was in the reflection of his eyes. Someone put sunglasses over it, and it was a, I guess, too many mirrors trapped it. Oh, shit. So what happened? What does that mean? And he's gone. So he's gone like the rest of them. Like everybody else that's... What, what is happening when this monster takes people? Is it taking them to another world, another dimension? Uh, it takes them into the mirror and it feeds on them. Okay. And Spider-J was trying to control this thing to what? Just take out people he wanted to take out? Yeah, he had, he had, he made it personal, but this is a tool that needs to be used for the greater good. And who's, who gets to make that decision? We do. I mean, you can mark people. What do you mean? I saw you touch somebody. I saw you point at somebody. I was high. I didn't know what I was doing. 
Well, you made the right decisions, though. You send it, you turn an abuser into, you know, interdimensional dog shit. That's. I thought that was what Spider J wanted. I thought you said he was doing it for the wrong reasons. The one that you did was not. He was using it for other, for his own personal gain, not to protect others. That's what we plan on doing. That's what we want to do. For those that get in, that get in the way of progress, those that want to take us back and and you know oppress people. So where where is the book now? At my home. Okay. Is it safe there? Yeah. Sorry, this is a lot of information all at once. I get it. I get it. Um, Jalen didn't seem to know. I mentioned the hound, and he seemed to not know what I was talking about. That's right. That's not something that everyone knows. I know. There were other people at the burn that seemed to be able to call it. A lot of those were part of Spider Jay's coterie, if you will. They followed around. They were part of his his group. They used the herbs and the drug as a running away, not running toward. So you're looking for a way outside of this drug to do the same thing? I'm looking for a way for this to be controlled and not run rampant. So this can be used calculated. Right. And who else in this group knows about this? You. Just me. And me. Don't you think this should be a thing more people should be aware of? Something this powerful? I do. But it needs to be... She ponders for a bit. For us to take it further, we must follow the Teractus. We must follow the what? The Teractus. What's that? I'm not sure I can tell you much more right yet. Okay. Um, and this meeting that tomorrow that Redacted is going to, is this the same thing? No. Okay. This is between you and me. Right. Well, I guess let me know how I can help. Come back in two weeks. At the next meeting, we'll talk a little bit more about things. I overheard Daniel giving you homework. And she smiles. Uh, yeah. He told me to look up about flowers and their own language or something. Yep, the flowers and and specifically the tansy and the language of flowers. Right now, we are sitting in the cosmos, in the tetrad. If we can get to harmony in the triad, then we can learn more. What does that mean? Rowan, the hair on the back of your neck stands up when Luther mentions the moles. You hold it all inside, but his eyes seem to twinkle a little bit at your reaction or non-reaction or your involuntary reaction. You hear the sound of a vehicle driving down the logging road. Heavy metal music is blaring out the window and Fabian looks, oh, hey, look, there's Will now. 
Um, do you have a, a bathroom that I could use? It's been a bit of a drive to, to get out here. Luther says, hey, Juniper, you want to show, show her where the ladies' room is? Absolutely. Come on. I'll get up, quickly glance down, down the road to see if I can see the vehicle. You can. You can see the vehicle coming down the dirt road. Okay. Gonna quickly move over to where Juniper is and get out of sight. Juniper takes you to one of the only structures that seems to be permanent. It looks to be a bathhouse with a bathroom. She opens up the door. Lights on the switch over there. Um, if it goes off, just wave your hands. Uh, we have it set to motion, you know, so save electricity. Since we're doing everything off of off of the, uh, we're doing water. We got some hydro electricity and we have some solar panels and we're working on trying to get some wind, but the trees are blocking up the wind. And, you know, I only know a little bit about how to create electricity. I certainly know how to use a lot of electricity though. Uh. Fair enough. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I'll I'll make sure to wave if the light goes out. It's very smart. Yeah, sure. And and you know there there's a um there's extra GP over there, and we got underneath the sink we've got some uh, uh some some lady things if you, if you need them. And she heavily winks at you. Appreciate it. Okay. And she's standing there just smiling. I'll step inside. It takes her a few moments, and then she steps outside the door. Give it a moment and, like, listen to see if I can hear her walking away. You do. You also hear the sound of a car door opening. Okay. I'm gonna, like, shift forward a little bit to be behind one of the trailers so that I'm close enough to be able to listen without being close enough to be spotted. So, Fabs, uh, who's got a new car? Ah, uh... One of Juniper's friends from in town came in. All right. All right. Uh, looks nice. From California? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're from they're from California. You know Subaru, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know about Subaru. Hmm. All right. Well, I got a few things going on. Make sure if you guys come by, come by by the road and let me know that you're coming in. Uh, here's my new phone number. I know you guys don't like the cell phones and stuff. Oh, no. I know. I know. Oh, and um, here's that power supply that you wanted. Oh, hey, that'd be good. Steven's going to really, really appreciate that. Yeah, I looked in your buddy Steven Schraver. Uh, he's got a bit of a sheet. Hey, remember, Fifth Amendment. Don't go looking into stuff if you don't have a reason reason to look for. You know, search and seizure. Search, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just need to make sure that I'm not giving some crazy unhinged felons things to to make a bomb. There's no bombs here. All right. The door closes and the light in the bathroom goes off. Wave it, wave my hand at the light. Light comes back on. Then there's the sound of a high pitch whine. Well, let's make sure that he didn't leave anything. Go ahead, Steven. Power it up. There is a loud popping noise and static. And your head feels like it's going to explode. The light goes out in the bathroom, but you feel the cold tile on your face. The buzzing dies down. And you open your eyes and you go to sit up and you realize that you're on your knees. 
but your back hits up against a cage. You open your eyes and you find yourself in a dog kennel. What the fuck? You look around and it's a bit of a shed. You see that there are various tools and implements of yard work and clearing and cutting. Your glasses are gone. Your wallet's gone. Your pistol's gone. Your backup that's on your ankle is gone. And your notebook is gone. Kind of shift around and try to get my bearings. How, what's the light situation in here? How bright is it? It's pretty dark. There is some light coming in from outside, which you think is still sunlight. Son of a bitch. I'm like, try and pull open the, the usual dog kennel thing, but I imagine my hand hits a padlock almost instantly. It hit, Yes, it is locked. Man, of all the times to not have thieves' tools. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Ross. I'm Christy Bauer, and I play Reagan. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based on the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dream Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 6 is based on two stories. The first is Reverberations by Shane Ivey, and the other is an original story by me, Dan Voshkevich. If you like our story, there are a few ways you can support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedivere, Shrek Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate D.B., Mickey Maki, Robbie Nowell, Naya Fenris, J. Matthews 85, O. Mateo, Flynn Gallagher, Phoenix Team Handler Dennis, Knitting Daddy Greg, Multicam Yeti, Scott Miller, and Rogue. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there, and if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Additional undercurrent music, Rowan Rising, was composed and orchestrated by Alan Strickland. You could find him at alanstrickland.net. That's Alan, A-L-L-E-N, for his classical compositions. Join us next week. Our own reality bends and shifts, molding the facades we carry daily into grotesque visions we can barely imagine. Echoes of the Monarch will take us beyond this industrial hellscape to a verdant valley filled with creeping horrors. The Grand Ball making ghouls of us all. <laughs>